0: From Birdie, this is the podcast about the biggest beauty and wellness trends. Where they originate, who made them popular, and why we all jumped on board. Birdie presents... Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me more. more.
1: I'm Dr. Jessica Shepard, board-certified OBGYN and Chief Medical Officer for Very Well Health.
0: I'm Hallie Gould, Senior Editorial Director at Birdie. On this episode of The Pod, we're talking all things eyebrows.
1: Now, our modern eyebrow trends start back in the 1920s with the dawn of cinema, celebrities... Hollywood glamour, I guess you could say.
0: Over the decades, brow trends have moved from bold, thick styles like Brooke Shields and Madonna to pencil-thin dramatic arches a la Twiggy, Gwen Stefani, and Drew Barrymore. And then back again with Cara Delevingne and Zendaya.
1: trends have shifted between thick and thin, which I have been a fan of both. Black and brown people have experienced discrimination for having naturally thick eyebrows when they weren't, quote, in
0: style. Now, Though natural and thicker styles are still popular, a thinner brow is making its way back. It can be difficult to navigate, especially when trends move so quickly, courtesy of social media and more specifically, the rise of TikTok. Yes, the rise of TikTok. But let's always
1: remember that eyebrows are actually a delicate part of our face. The hairs are sensitive to overworking and some trends can hurt our brows. That's why we are so excited to welcome Joey Healy to the podcast.
0: Joey is one of the most influential and sought after celebrity eyebrow specialists. You might know him as the owner of Joey Healy Eyebrow Collection or the Joey Healy Eyebrow Studio. Hi, Joey. Welcome to the podcast.
2: Hi. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to be here talking all things trends.
0: We are so excited to have you. Very literally, your products were the first eyebrow products that I ever used. We got to meet so many years ago. So I was so excited to reach out and get you for this podcast to talk about eyebrows, to talk about trends.
2: Sure. Well, first of all, it's an honor to have given you your baby's first brow products, right?
0: It's crazy because now my brows are such a big deal in my life that I really have to credit you for that.
1: Thank you. Brows are thriving, I might say.
2: They are. (laughs) They are. It's, It's a shame with a podcast. You can't see how beautiful these brows are. These brows weren't built for podcasts. The world needs to see.
0: So, to start, we have so many options to groom our brows plucking, waxing, laminating, microblading. What's your process at the eyebrow studio? And tell us a little bit about your eyebrow philosophy.
2: Well, you know, it's interesting. My philosophy has stayed the same for many years. I've had my brand for about 12 or 13 years. And I'm sure that those products I gave you many moons ago are still the products that are in the Joey Healy eyebrow collection of products. Because I am, in a lot of ways, I guess, a purist when I see all of these interesting trends um, via social media, I really do feel like the philosophy of Joey Healy always has been your best brow. So many things these days torture the eyebrow. I mean, it can be tattooing, it can be laminating. It's just a process that kind of denies the natural beauty of your unique shape. With that said, our brows do kind of change throughout the years and we change as well. And so we need to address them in new ways. And then, of course, there's new interesting products and they're fun to experiment and play with. But I think at the heart and soul of my brow philosophy is enhancing your natural brow and celebrating the best parts of it. So that often with these trends, some of them are a little bit more playful and it's makeup and they're easy to just try for a night. I'm definitely in favor of those. Other trends, they can leave you with some regrets even decades later. Mm-hmm. Not the biggest fan of those.
1: Totally. What would you say for the podcast listeners? What can they do to make sure they're not overworking the brow and how often should they be tending to the brow? Basically, what is good brow hair care? (laughs)
2: Brow hair care. Well, I'll first say that it differs for everybody. People, um, we're all experiencing our brows that are growing, resting and shedding. The brow is not one static thing that just stays with you forever. It's a constant hair growth cycle, just like all the other hair in our body. It goes through those three stages of growth, antigen, catagen, telogen, where it grows, it remains, it rests. So some people experience those stages a little bit faster, their hair follicles are naturally darker or thicker, and so they're experiencing a brow that is prodding them to maintain more. Others can get away with a quarterly check-in, kind of like an eyebrow physical, um, coming in and seeing what's what. I um, love that. Eyebrow
0: <laughs> physical.
1: I'm going to put that into people's annuals and we will be like, let me talk about your your brows.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, your brow deductible. You have to make it by the end of the year. <laughs> but basically, the routine for at-home maintenance, I think, can happen once a week, I mean it'd be nice to just give yourself a quick look through, but you don't want to really go looking for problems. It's much preferable to see that the browser are a little out of shape and then approach them instead of using a magnifying mirror and looking for things to mess with trimming at home can be a nice way to maintain the brows. You're not at risk for damaging the hair follicle. However, it is important that you're not trimming more than one hair at a time, and you're just aiming for the longest, craziest hairs. Also, for basic tweezing, I always want that brow to be right on that brow bone, right on that super orbital brow ridge. And you can kind of feel with your hands when it's on the forehead, when it's in that little divot of the temple. Of course, the upper eyelid, the bridge of the nose, the dead center. So if you you can just make sure that you're not tweezing on the brow bone, then you're going to give yourself kind of a lazy perimeter that still works because then you will end up with two eyebrows without overworking them. So basically the maintenance plan should be don't go looking for stuff to attack. (laughs) But when your brows are feeling a little scruffy, maybe once a week, set a timer on their iPhone. Maybe that looks like five minutes and then it's tweezers down.
1: Well, I feel like in the uh, 90s, I'm not aging myself, but I am. I really could have used that tip, (laughs) like definitely overworking my brows. That was the fad in the era of the very thin brow I like that that you're kind of bringing context into it and actually how the four stages you said it exactly how your hair grows those cycles are very important to know before we just like dive into a trend and really looking at what that might mean long-term.
2: That's very true. And I think knowing those stages can help you in other practical ways. For example, sometimes people will really over-trim their brows, and then they kind of panic, but they think, well, okay, it'll just be maybe like a week or two, and then these hairs will grow longer. Again, not always true, because those hairs might be rested, so then they have to shed, and then new ones have to come back that are nice and long, so then that problem took a lot longer to solve than you thought, because it's not just you know, in a constant state of growth. So it's important to sort of educate yourself on how your brows kind of work, just the basic dynamics before you go assailing them with a tweezer too much.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's really helpful. So you're working with clients every single day from celebrities to everyday New Yorkers. What are the trends right now that you're noticing in your studio?
2: That's a great question. It's absolutely true. Our clients are diverse in every way from 19 to 90 and everywhere in between with the goal of always just looking a little bit better. It's interesting with the trends that we do see on TikTok specifically because it's not necessarily what people are asking for IRL. Mm -hmm. People just want to be prettier, you know, and a little bit more enhanced. So what I'm seeing is the trends are a little bit more subtle than we're seeing online. And what that's looking like to me is a modification of that very thick brow that we were seeing in like 2015-16. For us, that seems like, you <laughs> know, just yesterday. I mean, but that has been some time enough to, to warrant new trend. I kind of coined this term geolift with the brow. It's based in geometry, and there is a good amount of lift, but it's not going to those scary words like thin or skinny. So basically, it's bold. It's a little bit darker than the natural hair color. It does have hallmarks of a very full, thick brow, including those little sprouts in the front, those little fringes in the front. However, the arch is nicely defined as opposed to the boy brow that had a lot of those little strays kind of left underneath. And then the tail is a nice crisp point. What I'm seeing is a brow that offers lift and symmetry is of paramount importance, but it does still speak to a brow that's a little bit fuller. It's really the marriage of a that boy brow with a more edited, tailored brow of the nineties with all of the best parts of both.
0: Yeah. Honestly, I'm like, I want that.
2: <laughs> the it's
0: just like a tiny bit more groomed, as you said, a tiny bit more edited. Trends move so quickly on TikTok and Instagram. Brows can be a delicate area, but they're a great way to express ourselves and create a new look. What are some creative ways we can experiment with our brow look while making sure we don't do long-term damage?
2: Participating in brow trends is kind of like when you see clothes come down the couture runway. They're too expensive, they're too big, they're too crazy, but we can interpret those trends. Maybe that means that there's a color or something that's working, and we could take one element and make it our own. A good example of this with eyebrows is eyebrow bleaching has become popular again because it was popular in the 90s. People who want to experiment with things that are a little bit edgier or making their brows a little bit more of a standout, you can use colored eyeshadow in them. You could do the disco brow trend where you're putting in glitters or gels or glitters suspended in gels or using eyelash glue to adhere some like bits and bobbles and jewels and rhinestones to the brow. Maybe you need Coachella brows, but you don't want Coachella brows when you're 60s. So <laughs> things that are more driven by cosmetics and that are one day and one day only events.
0: For last Halloween, I bleached my brows in a fake way by covering it with concealer. And yeah. it took forever, but like, my brows looked bleached. It was pretty wild and fairly easy. Like I just used my regular concealer. So that's great advice. I love the idea of just being able to play with your brows the same way you play with beauty and it doesn't have to be so permanent.
2: Exactly. That's the key takeaway. It's about creating your own beauty philosophy and living in that. Just like fashion where it's like, okay, the silly jacket that you found from the back of your closet from 20 years ago, but you're not forced to wear that silly jacket in the street every day. If you overdo something with your brows or with beauty, you might be forced to like wear that silly jacket on your face every day. <laughs> so just proceed with caution while having fun.
0: Wow, I love that. Creating your own beauty philosophy and living in it. Next up, we talk about how to discover and embrace your natural eyebrows and we unpack all things eyebrow lamination. So obviously a big brow trend lately has been brow lamination from Cardi B to Lizzo to influencers on TikTok and Instagram. We've seen this trend blow up. Can you describe what brow lamination is and if you have any positive or negative thoughts about it, let us know.
1: I would like to know myself. I am a little <laughs> bit stunned.
2: Yeah, it's a very unusual process. I get asked that question like literally six, seven, eight times a day for a year. So I'm I'm well-versed in explaining it. It's actually a very apt name because the final product does look like, you know, laminated. It's a chemical treatment that straightens the brows. The easiest way to think of it is like a perm for the brows where they will paint a solution on the brow. And then what that brow solution does is it breaks down the bonds that form the hair. Then the brow is straightened and pressed flat in a vertical position and then basically saran wrap is used to kind of cling the brow down in that position while the hair is breaking down those bonds so you can basically manipulate the hair from coarse to straight to take out a curl in the brow and then a solution is applied directly um, after that to neutralize and reform the bonds again very similar to a perm the end result is pin straight i prefer them to be a little bit more matte and fluffy it's interesting because people will say, I would like a fluffy brow. I think I want my brows laminated. Do
0: you know what it reminds me of? You know what? Like an ice skating rink when the Zamboni machine comes by. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it makes everything shiny and smooth. That's like yes. what it reminds me of when I think about it. Like brow lamination is just like a Zamboni machine for your
1: face. That is the perfect. Perfect description. Literally. And it's mesmerizing. It's and literally what it is.
0: So I've definitely thought about brow elimination, but I've never done it because its I feel like you can't get them wet for 24 hours and it like stresses me out. But aside from like the finish and the look aesthetically, do, like, do you feel like it's good or bad in particular for your brow hairs or could it lead to your hair pattern changing on your brows?
2: Absolutely, yeah. In the
0: same way, kind of that like, in the 90s when everybody was plucking their brows, now they're like, oh, they never came back. Like, is there a result that could happen from that?
2: Absolutely. You are using chemicals on the brow hair. Your brow hair doesn't like chemicals. It's it's delicate, as we know, and it's subject to be very fussy. So that could be an issue for sure i've had clients come in who've had their brows laminated and they kind of freaked out because they were you know a little big pin straight and really difficult to manipulate i mean it's not you can't then just kind right. of comb them down it's like they're heavily resistant so i've seen and i interact with people's brows a couple of days after that process and they're very dry in a way that's almost like squeaky clean and dry also if you are prone to sensitivity so it could be all those other wonderful things like itching, redness, swelling, like you could have a natural reaction. And the eye area is more sensitive than other areas. So I just would err more on the side of caution. And there's a lot of ways to hack that look. You can use like a soap brow technique. You can use two coats of clear brow gel. Maybe the idea is instead of laminating the brows, it's using a mustache wax or something that doesn't have to be a fancy brow product to see how it looks if it's a little bit more pasted down but can be washed off.
1: That's true. I think that it's kind of like when you think of aesthetics in general, now we're falling more into natural aesthetics where what can we do to really enhance how we look and not necessarily change it in a way? Ultimately, what really rises to the top is how can we enhance what you have and not necessarily change it. And I think the same thing goes for brows.
2: It absolutely does.
0: I feel like it's like I want to look like me in really good lighting. (laughs) All the time. Don't try to give yourself something you don't have. Just work with the good stuff that you do, or at least that—that's always been sort of like my philosophy. I've
2: said that too. It's kind of
0: in that same vein. Like, what techniques or suggestions do you have when it comes to helping someone embrace or even discover their natural shape and style for their brows?
2: That's a great question. I think the first thing is probably leaving them alone for a period of time. COVID, specifically that lockdown period was that experience for so many people who then came into our brow studio when we reopened in the summer of 2020. They have sort of rediscovered elements of their brow that they find attractive. So I think the first thing is to leave them alone, see what comes in, and then kind of start from there and use your bone structure to really guide you. I mean, it really is one of those things where you do want your brows to be level. You want them to be equidistant. Maybe over time we've aged, then we've aged asymmetrically and the brows are sort of one's lower on the other side, but your bone structure remains pretty reliable. So I'd say, see what you naturally have and then use your own unique bone structure to kind of guide you. And the same thing of like, not like screenshotting a pic of a celebrity and trying to mimic it hair by hair. It's just a totally different person. And Lord knows what other, you know, tricks are happening there, but really kind of starting with your bone structure and your natural hair pattern.
1: Now, I wanted to ask a question specifically for people that don't necessarily have the luxury of having the natural amount of hair, curl, no curl. So patients who maybe have gone through chemotherapy or radiation and do lose a lot of their hair or people who have alopecia and have hair loss or even women who go through menopause, we know that with a decrease in estrogen and testosterone, there is a lot of hair loss all over the body and one of those being eyelashes and eyebrows. What would you say for people who don't have that luxury? What are some great tips for them to create that look using their bone structure, like you just said, using their natural beauty, but who don't have the luxury of having hair?
2: so you can map out your brows in a way where you're using your bone structure and you don't need the hair necessarily to guide you it's great to take a skinny vertical object like a tweezer kind of pinched together pressed against the bridge of the nose not the nostril edge but really that bone vertically that's a great place for them to start you can then also kind of flip over that tweezer horizontally and then kind of hover it top and bottom to make sure that the tops and the bottoms are level therefore you have like a nice kind of place to start corner of nose to corner of eye, that imaginary line, is generally a good place for them to end. I always say it's like the bare minimum you should make it to. So if you kind of make a dot out there, corner of nose to corner of eye, and then you put the arch about two-thirds of the way out, you can kind of then start to connect the dots a little bit and map out a basic shape that's symmetrical. I'd say using products that are like a pencil, you can kind of map things out lightly. But even a powder, if you want something subtle and you don't want to have these drawn-on brows, powder could be a great option as long as it's really watery resistant. It's not the same as just an eyeshadow. Those are a little bit too chalky and blendy good brow powder is a great way to sort of give yourself a soft enhancement without using like the Joey Healy
0: brow powder is the best brow powder. I didn't want to drop the name. didn't even pay me to say this. It literally (laughs) is the best brow powder. I'll like go to my grave saying
2: that. I need to. Listen, my gravestone will be a giant Joey Healy brow powder. in stone. (laughs) (laughs) Remember me this way. (laughs) Like that's it. You really want to go specifically to a real brow powder, not just some sort of light substitute. But if you were going to undergo a treatment where you know that you're going to lose hair like radiation or chemo. It's great to take close-up pictures of your brows to maybe it'd be possible to sort of map out your brow prior if you don't fill them in regularly. Start to fill them in when you have hair before you lose it because there could be that education period where it could then turn to muscle memory.
1: And that's like a learning curve. Yeah, you're kind of creating that learning curve so that when it is all gone, you really have mastered exactly what looks good for your face. You've trialed some different products but they wouldn't need to trial any other products after trying your powder, clearly. (laughs) That would be
2: the (laughs) the end.
0: (laughs) So Joey, we have some rapid fire questions for you. Okay, cool. We're calling these the birdie cues.
1: I want to know three words that inspire your approach to beauty, like right now, right this second, right now, no thinking, what are those three words?
2: Natural, fun, uplifting. Love it.
0: I love that. What's a trend you want to bring back?
2: I want to bring back kind of like 80s punk, like darker brows. I like that a little bit straighter.
1: And then our last quick fire is what's a part of your beauty or wellness routine? I'm all about wellness. What's a part of your beauty or wellness routine that you do just for
2: you? My yoga practice, for sure,
0: at home. Amazing.
1: I am so delighted that we had this time together. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Joey. This was
0: so fun.
2: Thank you guys for having me.
0: That's all for this episode of Birdie Presents. Tell me more. I'm Dr. Jessica Shepard. I'm Hallie Gould. Follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. We'd love your feedback. So please rate this podcast and leave us a review. You can also find us online at birdie.com slash podcast. And make sure to come back next Thursday for our newest episode. Birdie Presents Tell Me More is produced by Birdie with Very Well Health in partnership with Pod People. Special thanks to our production team at Dot Dash Meredith. I mean, I learned so much. Like completely.
1: I wish I would have had this back in the 90s and then I wouldn't have done what I did. <laughs>